Welcome to Aussie View Sports, mate. First yes. uh, first installment of the show. It's good to have you on. Yes. Thank you for joining Thank me. Thank you for having me. No Long worries, time. mate. Long time in the making. Yeah, mate. Um, so, yeah, shout out to, to Caleb as well for... Um, for making this a possibility really excited to be on um so let's get straight straight into it today we're going to be discussing the premier league it's kicked off two match days gone and a lot's happened you know at the start of, for the start of a season it's really really kicked off like quite immediately i mean obviously yourself a manchester city fan what's your what's your, what's your take so far like in yeah. terms of your team's performance how are you feeling in terms of confidence heading into the season yeah well mate the premier league's back i love the watching the prem it's probably one of the best times of the year for real um, wake up on that Saturday morning, open up the news, see Manchester yeah. City with a win. Woohoo! Um, every every yeah. week without <laughs> fail, pretty much. Yeah, no, it's been a great start to the season. Can't complain, really. Yeah. Two, two wins. Yeah. Two wins. No yeah. goals conceded yet. Yeah. Brilliant um, start. And yeah, Manchester United with a terrible start. And same with Liverpool, not what they would expect either. It's It's been very interesting. I mean, um, one of the things we, we need to talk about today is Manchester United, obviously with their mm. their really shocking start to the season but um yeah in terms of city i mean you guys i think manchester city are probably their team right now is probably the the first team i've seen in my lifetime in terms of like when i've been watching the premier league who actually have a world-class player in pretty much every position on the pitch like you're starting 11 every player there is of like top tier quality like mm. best not the the best in their position but like top yeah. Top whatever best, right? Yeah. You've you've got potent players all across the pitch. After bringing in Haaland, I mean, you were already like back-to-back Prem champions. You've won four in five years. You bring in the most exciting striker in the world in Erling Haaland. Who's going to stop you? Yeah. Know? Yeah, it's just about consistency now, isn't it? You know, every week back in the training room, no matter what, if it's a 4-0 win, if it's a one-all draw, it doesn't matter. They've just got to keep going, keep going. And I think Pep's really put... To, put together an amazing squad and absolutely the way he trains them as well trains them like the world's best and i think that we're gonna have a great season it's just really the champions league now you guys that 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 champions league trophy has certainly evaded you for a long time it's a curse it's a curse i'm telling you mate honestly the the closest you've been is the the loss loss to chelsea right a couple years ago yep so that that would have been very frustrating given the fact that that chelsea didn't have a particularly super good year that year anyway so Mm, yeah but you're feeling confident about the three-peat though right yeah i'm confident this year especially um as a great start to the season erling Haaland. He's been all right. He's been all right. Premier League is definitely a hard, it's a hard league to go yeah. into. And I think, especially for a young, such a young man, I feel like he's definitely going to develop over time. And I feel like he is already one of the best, but he's just in city with Pep Guardiola and all those amazing players around him. Yeah. He's got no excuses now to 30 goals a season. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's obviously got the ability. He showed it on the European stage. You know, mm. people say that, oh, he, he tore up the Austrian league and he t- tore up the Bundesliga, which, you know, isn't that hard or whatever. But he, yeah. he's shown, he's done it on the European stage. He scored nine goals in an international game, right? He's yeah. he's a he's world class and he's still so young. He's got so much to his game, you know. Um, and as much as yet, the Premier League, like a big pickup is the physicality in the league, but he's one of mm. the strongest forwards I've yeah. ever seen. And City have brought him in. He's got pace on him, so he will suit the Manchester City flow of the attack. He's just got to be there to put the ball in the net. Mm. He showed he could do that against uh, West Ham at yeah. the start of the season. Um, 
then you've obviously slapped my boys. Yeah, Born with boy. slapped us 4-0. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had an early morning the next morning. I actually stayed up to watch that game. It was yeah. at 12 oh, a 12am Australian Eastern Standard Time, and I was there um, just watching the game. And, I mean, we were 3-0 down at halftime, and I switched off. I'm like, bro, I can't do this. <laughs> we had a win in the first week. I can't do this now. I'll see you later. And then you go, yeah. he's going to win 4-0. But, yeah. um, you know, waking up the next morning, finding out it was 4, wasn't really much of a shock. Mm. Finding out the 4-0 scoreline for Brentford United, that, that was a shock. Yeah. You know, um, where do we even start with United? I mean, that's just, what's going wrong for them this season? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm not too sure. As they came to Australia, actually, for their pre-season, and I feel like Eric Tan Hag, he, oh, Eric Tan Hag, I can't say his name yeah. anyway. But Tan Hag, yeah. Yeah. He um he's employed some brilliant players and um I feel like I don't know what's going on. They had a great preseason in Australia, come here, smacked up the Aussie boys. Mm. Um they played really well against Leeds, I thought Martial was brilliant. And then we haven't really seen much of them. Yeah. Since then. And I'm not sure is it the pressure of being in the Premier League? Ten Hag doesn't have it right. He says they need new players, but they haven't brought them in. No, I know. He needs to get cracking with that. And I feel yeah. like if he doesn't do that and they've got poor um, starts of the season and they continue that run, will he struggle to maintain a happy face at United and will he struggle to keep the role, his job? I mean, that's that's a huge thing to talk about because obviously United went through decades where mm. it was Sir Alex Ferguson and no one else, all right? And Sir Alex, you know, once he got going with him, he was never in risk of losing his job. I mean, obviously, he only left when he retired and he had so much success with them. He spent a couple of years with the, the Glazers family owned United. So the Glazers took over, I think, in 2003. They bought United and they had success, right? The Glazers and Sir Alex Ferguson had a lot of success. Now we're at a point where as soon as Sir Alex Ferguson retired, they went through David Moyes, they went through Louis van Gaal, they went through Jose Mourinho, they went through Solskjaer and then they've gone through Ralph Ranić, and now they've mm. gone going through Ten Hag. He's, he's, this is his second, second game just completed in his Premier League stint with United. And I've actually seen some United fans already calling for him to go after two really? games. Like they've had shock in first game, yeah. but it's a bit early for him. Yeah. So I think we can maybe gloss over the manager yeah. for now. In a couple, even weeks, let alone maybe months time, might see that differently. Ten Hag could just be out of its depth, but two games into a season, especially after a successful preseason, it's, you not, can't really say much yeah. about him, right? Um, you look at the players on the pitch and you've got a really good squad, but they're not performing well. No. All right. And and I know in football there's a lot of the blame often ends up falling on the backroom staff yeah. and on the management and just the ownership and always gets diverted away from the players a lot. But in this situation, as much as the United fan base, the, the, there's a lot of a lot of talk often labeling the, the owners as the problem, you know, the Glazers owners. I mean, um, it, at the end of the day, it seems to just be the, the players are not performing well, you know? It's too early to say that they've got poor tactics implemented because against Brentford, how many mistakes did they make in the back and back line in the midfield, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure where you can sort of... Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how that can really be pinpointed on anyone but the players in that mm -hmm. sense. There's so much you can do as backroom staff. You can't, you're not on the field and you're not paid as much as the players. Like, right. These guys are getting paid big time. Massive, yeah. They're, I think their their club, their team worth would be double Brentford's. 
Oh, easily. 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 United are one of the and, most prestigious clubs yeah. ever, right? Yeah, and so. yet they go and they didn't even have a shot in the first half, I don't that think, or on target or something like that. It's ridiculous. Far and you have Ronaldo, who's oh, arguably yeah. the GOAT, and uh-huh. you can't even get a shot off. Exactly. Is it? I'm not sure where it falls. He Ten Hag is a good manager, and he drives them hard. Yeah. But there's so much he can do, like we've already said. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, it's great being a City fan. <laughs> we can say that. But yeah. I feel like the midfield is definitely a struggle for United. They've had struggles for years. Like like we've said with the coaches, they've gone after coach after coach after coach. No one can fix them. It comes down to the players. Right? Can they bring in someone like De Jong? That might change them. Some, some new, Jong, yeah. He would be... He he may be that missing piece that they need because their midfield is apart from obviously Bruno Fernandez and yep. Eriksen, so the number ten position is pretty yep. good. Behind them, between the defense and the the attacking midfield, that's the central midfield is is a problem. You know, Fred McTominay, obviously Matic is gone, but when Matic was mm. playing, uh, just not, not enough, not good enough. If you're if you want to be a contender, because they've got great players in a lot of positions. Obviously Ronaldo, like we talked about, Bruno and Eriksson, like we've talked about. We've got um, Rashford, who's a really good mm, good player. Uh, Sancho on the other side, exactly right. And I think Martial's back from loan, so he's in and amongst the mix, I believe. Um, obviously, Shaw and Wan-Bissaka are two very inconsistent English players, but when they're at their best, they're both very good. Very good. And obviously, a world class centre back in Varane. Mm. Um, and Martin as the new signing for Ajax. Exactly. Who he, who is he? Did look good at. He's he's quite small for a centre back, yeah. but he did look good at Ajax. I'll be honest. I saw a lot yeah. of his highlights at Ajax. Not had a great start. To no, United. he hasn't had the best start, but you can't blame him, can you? No, you not. It takes a long time to get used to the prem. Yeah, and know. with this team struggling, like, how do you find that balance? Like, if they bring in Frankie De Jong, he's not going to change them straight away. No, of course, because Gradual. the team's got to get going first. That's right. Before one play, he's not going to change the whole starting eleven. Yeah, I know. And yeah. Yeah, it's just hard for, especially for United. They've got so many players they need, but it's where where's the most important players where they can get in on time right. because we're getting to the deadline soon. I think it's thirtieth right. of August. That is coming up. Absolutely, they need to get cracking because it's hard to sign big players like Dion. Yeah, and if they they don't, because in a lot of clubs, I mean Chelsea about half a decade ago was a great example when Mourinho lost the dressing room and they finished tenth after winning the league. Mm-hmm. That one switch up bringing Antonio Conte in, and yes, they brought in Nagolo Conte, and they brought in a couple of players here and there. But Conte was only the really one game changer. Apart from that, it was their 15, 16 squad that finished tenth going into 16, 17. They dominated the league because they brought in Antonio Conte and and Nagolo Conte. They were like two pieces, and those two pieces, one player, one manager, switched it up completely for the next year. United having something done in the window here could be really pivotal, because if they continue with uh, whatever's going wrong, yeah. or and even whatever's going right, if nothing changes, you look at management, you look at staff, you look at up at the board, you look at the, yeah. the outfield, the players, if nothing changes, the likelihood is they'll stick with some sort of momentum. I'm not implying United would go down, but they no. could they could fall out of top half. It's early. Oh, that's, but that's they, a big shout. It is, that is it a is. big shout. But I'm just saying, they just lost 4-0 to Brentford, man. They yeah. lost 2-1 to Brighton. Like, Brighton can all cause an upset. They're a good team. And they're, they're a bit of a bogey team for United, have been since yeah. they came to the Prem, right? But still, United at home against Brighton, United should be winning that. Yeah, they should, and they should have won Brentford exactly. as well. And I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure who their next game is, but it's going to be a big one. It I is. think it's one of the big boys. I think. I actually, I do want to double check yeah. that. I just think it's Liverpool. I think actually. it may be, and that's going to be an interesting one. It Especially is Liverpool, man. 
Yeah, and that's a good one into our next topic as well. Oh, Liverpool. Man, yeah. Liverpool that Liverpool have been really good. Uh oh, sorry, not Liverpool. <laughs> really? What am I talking about? Um Liverpool have been They've clearly missing Mane yeah. in attack. I, I've watched a couple of... Um, I, well, I didn't watch the game against Crystal Palace, but I saw them play um, Fulham. And man. they were they were dodgy, man. They did not look like a contending team, I'll be no. honest. Fulham looked good for, Fulham, for Fulham. Fulham looked very well. And yeah. Mitrovic, mate, he was insane. Yeah, coming up from that um, championship run where he... He got over 40 goals, smashed yeah. the record. And that was that was the thing. People saying, can he do it in the Prem? Because mm, he, he hadn't before. He yeah, hadn't consistently he stepped scored up. He did miss a pen this week. But last week, he, he scored two against the big boys. So yeah. He, um, yeah, Liverpool, though, like, you know, it, it's so, their attack is... It's like half of their attack is missing. Now, I know Mane and Salah primarily were the two, were the two main guys to, you know, really push the attack. But they... Without Mane there, he's off to buy, and it's like it's Salah almost feels like he's on his own. I know Luis Diaz scored a sensational oh, goal against Palace, yeah. really nice work, but there's there's no like there doesn't seem to be any flow anymore. Liverpool's mm. attack just flowed last time; they were yeah. patient with mm. it, and then when the opportunity came, they just they'd bank, they'd go straight through, and Salah or Mane or even Jota or Diaz when he was in there or Minamino back a couple of years ago, like. Someone would have scored. Someone would have got yeah. the end of it. And it might not be Salah. It might be not not be Mane. It could anyone could end up mm. scoring. But the attack went through them. They're clearly missing Mane. I mean, Nunes yeah. just got sent off for that headbutt. You oh. can't be doing that in your second game in the Prem. Yeah, you know, headbutting that, that guy. Silly. It, and it shows his weakness as well. It, it, they ex, it definitely exposed him in that moment. Yeah. Like se- 70 mil, was it? And They spent a lot of money on yeah, him. Yeah, and he goes and does that. Like I know he scored in his debut. Yeah, that, that's a good start. That's yeah, a good start. And then you go and do start, that in your second yeah. game. It's it's just... Not good for my FBL. Minus two points. Did you put him in your FBL yeah, team? Yeah, oh. minus two points. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's not good. That's yeah. dodgy, bro. Yeah, but I feel like Diego Jota, he needs to step up. So with um, Luez. Yeah, yeah. Um, they need to step up, take... Responsibility and Firmino, he doesn't play much, but no, no, they yeah. they need to get them going and they need to get them going quick. If they especially if they want to contend, let alone top four. And this it's also a chance for I know they do it back to back every year, but they need to step up again. Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold, they need to step up again, like they always do. They do it every year, but they just need to go another notch. Without Mane, they've right. got to keep pushing because. Without money, as you've said already, they just go down a star. Big time. And, I mean, we've seen Mane. Crucial player. He's world-class. He's just, yeah, just an un- unreal unreal player. He's already scored for Bayern in the Bundesliga, right? Um, and he was. they were always going to miss him. But they've got, yeah. you know, Jota coming up. Like you said. Jota's again, good. Jota's really good. He's proven that um, <clears throat> when he's been playing. He's one of the top top scorers in the Prem last year, one of the almost up there for the Golden Boot. So, you know, some were predicting him to almost replace Mane. He offers a bit different. He's not quite as rapid as Mane, but he's he's more of an aerial threat. He's he's more potential he's a bit more tricky with the ball and things like that. So he was going to offer it something different. But, you know, they've they've relied on Diaz to scrap back an equalizer against Palace after going mm. down to ten men. That's such a messy situation for them. I thought they were going to turn Palace inside out. Yeah. Um I thought they were going to turn Fulham inside out, right? Yeah, because Liverpool Liverpool on the opening day are a different different team. I like, predicted four 0 Liverpool and it was two two. So Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean li- again, Liverpool 
on an opening day, you can almost bet they're going to win because they usually get one of the mm. promoted teams or one of the yeah. teams threatened by relegation pretty much every season. Mm. And they always win. I'm not saying directly because of that, but they always yeah. win on the opening day pretty much. And to see them struggle from the first two games is is quite a shock. Yeah, it's a surprise. I, yeah, and I'm not I'm not really sure what their trajectory is for the season. Yeah. Again, we're two games in, yeah. right? So we can't, you know, as much as we can try and predict, we can't probably accurately predict things until certainly until the window shuts, yeah. right? We're sitting here talking about how United could, you know, I said if they don't change something, they could have. Like that Chelsea season back in 2016, they could have mm. a season where you dip dip into the bottom half or just just yeah, below. I don't think it'll be that that bad. Yeah, but it could. Yeah, it could. So what I'm saying is, it could actually be tragic for United if they don't do something in the window. Yeah. So I could sit here now and say I'd say like a safe. My prediction right now, no joke for United, saying that they don't don't have anything done in the window. I, I, when I said maybe bottom half, I was talking like a worst case scenario probably. I, I'd, I'd say like seventh or eighth. Wow. I'd actually put United Damn. there. That's personally. I don't. Damn. I don't know. With with teams starting to to you know because obviously yeah, like last Newcastle couple of years, yeah, and West Newcastle, Ham. West Ham, Aston Villa, mm. Everton have probably no, the squad for it, yeah, but they don't yeah, have. Yeah. Last year was just shopping yeah. for them, but, but um, the yeah. gap's closing between the top six and the rest of the league. The gap's closing. I think that might be an overreaction. I would if they don't sign anyone. I still think they'll get there. Because of the quality they have, they'll okay. make a run, and I yep. think they'll finish sixth or fifth. But getting back to Liverpool, I feel like they'll be all right. Yeah. They'll definitely make top four. Yeah, I can see that Because City, City are going to drop points. We're going to have yep. a few draws. Sure. And Liverpool, yes, it's not the start they want, but I think Jurgen Klopp, he's not going to be too worried. He's an outstanding manager. He's done it before. He'll do it again. He'll get him back going again. Yep. Um, yeah, but it is a bit of a worry. I still, yeah. I still think they'll come second, though. Okay, sure. I'm still putting them second. I, I put them second too. Yeah. I had City to win it third year in a row. That would be the yeah. first team to do it in over 20 years because wow. United in 20, 2009 were the last team to do it. Um, so City won back to back to back. That would just... I mean, that like they're already in a, a dynasty, I guess. They won four in the mm. last five years. But it would just cement it. It would, it would cement... Pep as like he already is, but as one yeah, of the greatest, go. you know, it would just be it would be the the icing on the cake. And, and forget the Champions League, oh, especially in those retro kit as well that we've yeah. got. Yeah, so. you know, you guys, there's nothing realistically. What is going to stop you guys apart yeah. from yourselves? You know, if something's stopping, yeah, consistency, you, consistency, yeah. playing a mental game, maybe getting too big for your shoes. But like I said, you have such a quality squad, mm. and you spend so much money but you spend it well you look at united they spend a lot of money too yeah. right the glazers they get blamed a lot but they give the managers money that's what sir alex said in a bbc interview in 2010 i was reading this today is he was on the glazers when questioned about it when they were really starting to be questioned as owners he was like you know my take on them is whenever we ask for a player or, or ask money for a player we always get it so he's they're very lenient they i think i've read a lot of reports that say that they're very the owners of united are very trusting with yeah. the funds why they go wrong potentially is employment like david moyes i think they, he was trusted with united a bit too early mm. i think van Hal was trusted with them a bit too early mm. Mourinho, good appointment just went went wrong clearly i mean they finished second behind 100 point man city in yeah. 2018 not much he could have done about that um but after he went solskjaer got the job after a good run potentially yeah. a bit too quick but a lot of people are in favour of it and then everyone's in favour of Ten Hag they think it's a great yeah. great signing yeah so people think that, that he will be good as manager and again like we said it's too early to tell but mm. um, you know they've they've appointed they've they've appointed some 
good man some good managers like Mourinho Ten Hag has the potential to be a good manager he needs to prove himself first but um at a top Premier League level, he has the potential to be a, a really good manager. But um, they've always trusted them with funds. They've trusted mm. all these managers with funds, the Glazers. They've, they've never held back, like uh, Mike Ashley, for example, at Newcastle. Yeah. They've never held back on the funds. But I think City, who, yeah, sure, they have usually spend more than United in a transfer window because they just spend a lot every window. Spend it well. But though. they spend it well. They buy good players. They never hold back. Yeah. Right? United sometimes don't seem like they go full throttle for it because United have the money to buy Frankie de Jong. And realistically, mm. they have the pull factor, right? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on at Barcelona with him right now. Yeah. And, there's, and there's, suspe- there's suspicions that players aren't, you know, passing him the ball because of the rumours and things. It's mm. not a good space, potentially. No. Again, it's just rumours, just yeah. alleged, but... Yeah. That's reports, right? Mm. United have the pull factor and they have the money and they just have the quality in the squad that De Jong would match and he would instantly make them better. City would have pulled the trigger on that deal ages ago, right? If that was an opportunity. They don't need De Jong at all. But I'm just saying if they did and they were pretty much in United's position, but, you know, the club that City are, I think they would have pulled the trigger on that. They Mm. just would have, they would have done it. They would have said, okay, he's a good player. There's not really anything that can go wrong. He's proven himself on a European stage. Let's bring him in. You know, yeah. and that's what City have done well. That's why they're in the dynasty they're in. Yeah. They've got just everything they could want. Yeah, and I'm going to bring you back to this. As they are playing United and Liverpool this weekend, what is your prediction? If United and Liverpool, saying? yeah. Um, both teams have had a really inconsistent yeah. start. It's going to be a great game. It should be. It's going to be an epic. Imagine if it's. Oh, I don't want it to I be a stalemate. No. I want it to be a good game. I want both teams to come out swinging because both of them need their first win. I can't see. I just can't see either of them winning. I know. It feels but like the, or the, It feels like one of them. I'm. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I know it's pessimistic of me, but I'm gonna go with a bit of a. a not dead game, but a not a terribly exciting one. Just a one-one draw where they're both oh, clawing one, and scrapping. One. I'm going one-one. I think they're scrapping for it. They're, they're sort of clawing at it, but neither one's going to get the the win. Yeah. That's my prediction. It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. I think Liverpool. They're just too much quality for United, especially United's midfield. Absolutely, they're They'll not going to. The they're not yeah. going to be able to contain Thiago and Henderson. Like they're not going to be able to do it. So no. I feel like. They're going to do well at the start of the game, but then Liverpool, they're just going to run them over. Yeah, I feel... Right. I, I don't... I can't see United scoring. I just... Wow, okay. I can't see it. Like, who's going to score? Ronaldo might pop up, but he needs someone to be in there and giving him the Absolutely, ball. Absolutely, yeah. Like you said, their uh, first half against Brentford is a great example. Not only did yeah. they concede four at one end, but they couldn't do anything yeah. at the other end. Mm. So what are they going to do with Liverpool if they can't do it against Brentford in a half? Ra- Rashford... I can see Rashford running down the wings, maybe whipping one in. Same with Sancho. They're probably the only ones creating. Yeah, right. Fernandez, maybe. Yeah. But apart from that, there's no one else who's going to be able to give Ronaldo the ball. Yeah. You know, I and get the quality yeah. he needs. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a 2 0 Liverpool. 2 0. Darwin suspended, though. So maybe that has something. Firmino will start. He might have to be able to show his talent. He may, or then, then his you quality could look at as it, well. That you could look at it and maybe they might put Jota up at centre forward and, and keep Salah on the right, obviously, but Diaz start Diaz wide. after yeah. his incredible goal. They'll um, probably do. I can see Diaz getting a goal. Right. Salah with a slow start, I reckon he I reckon he'll get a goal in the game as well. All right. Two 0 Well I think I think that's actually his his fourth or fifth year or something crazy that he's scored on the opening day, Salah, when he scored against Fulham. He's he's scored yeah. like for the last since he came in the league, he scored on the opening day every year. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Mo Salah is a different breed. Just a crazy player. Different I mean, he's breed. just 
I've never ever seen like he he came. We were just talking about how difficult it is to come into the Premier League and and to perform. Yeah, and it. It's a gradual process. Some players never get to the stage yeah, where they like, perform well. Like but Depay in Man United. Oh, he great never, example. And then he goes overseas and he yeah, kills he, it. Like he kills he was. it. And yeah, now he's yeah. at Barcelona living his dream. Yeah, Hala is a great example. Sebastian yeah, Hala. I think he went. I think he he went he went to another club. I don't know who he went Dortmund. to. Dortmund. Right. Yeah. But he when he was and playing, Ajax. Ajax as well. He, when he was mm. playing for Ajax, he was killing it. Before he went to West Ham, he was killing it. But yeah. when he was at West Ham, he couldn't get going. Yeah. And that's just sort of yeah. seems to be the way it goes. And and but you've got Salah who when he came in he. He, he got the Premier League record of goals yeah. in a season. I mean, it's just crazy to think about. He came in and just... He, he smoked all these defences for fun and run the Puskas Award yeah. and just killed everyone. He just didn't hold yeah, back at 32 same. in a season. And then he, he goes on to just score bags and bags of goals every season after. He's he's remarkable. He's a young, young peak player. Uh, yeah. Sorry, a, a, an older peak player. Sorry, he found his peak a lot mm. later in his career. Yeah. But... Thank Still, goodness he yeah, did. Yeah, he's you know? been amazing. He's a legend now for Liverpool, oh, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, a Champions League winner, uh, Premier League winner, mm. um, made Africa. Did they Egypt win Africa? They made it to the final, lost to Senegal. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. But he's done stuff with, like without him, Egypt would be nowhere. So, yeah, exactly. He's yeah. he is he is yeah. Egypt, right? Yeah, he he's is the Egypt. Pharaoh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, looks like one. <laughs> yeah, Sal. Yeah, no, Sal. Sal's insane, and um, yeah, he's he's yeah. It will be interesting to see how he does without Mane. Like we've said it yeah. before, you know, like we said, they're missing a big chunk of the attack without Mane there. But in saying that, that could give someone like Jota, who was quite limited with two superstars around him in yeah. Mane and Sal, two of the best, arguably the best wingers in the world, right, around him. And he still managed to be right up there in Premier League top scoring. I really want to see Jota do well. I really want yeah, to see I him blossom. Jota, yeah. And I think he will. I think he will. Him and Diaz working around yeah, yeah. and obviously Salah, what he can offer, not just in terms of like on yeah. the pitch, but off the pitch with these two players who are still very young, offering his input, you know, a two or three time Premier League golden boot winner or whatever, just a three time Champions League finalist, yeah. a Premier League champion, you know, just offering all this input into into these young players. I mean, he can blossom their careers as well. Um, Yeah, so... I'm really excited by Liverpool, yeah. but on their game against United, yeah. I just, I don't know. It might be a bit, I'm predicting a dead game yeah, after um, they're both, their opening games, they're winless. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting one. And I'll change the topic a bit here. Yeah. A little bit, if that's all right. Yeah. yeah. So as we're talking about Liverpool and City, two of the, the big dogs. Yeah. The, the best. The two the, big the, dogs. The arguably. two big dogs. Yeah. With Arsenal, with an amazing transfer window. Yeah. And potentially, potentially, and the best start to the season. Potentially the best window, you could say, with Gabriel, um, Zinchenko. Two really good signings. Oh, amazing City. signings. Zinchenko is actually a really underrated one. Yeah, and I would, I'd, I'd like to um, say something <coughs> about them as a City fan. Yeah. Jesus, people would say he's not much of a striker, but really in City, he didn't have to be a striker. He yeah. could just, all he had to do was tap it in because we're going to create chances for him. And... The thing, we're losing these players and people are like, don't sell them, don't sell them. But they're the ones wanting to leave because they want to show their ability outside of this amazing city squad. Yeah, their full throttle ability, yeah. you know. And they they have that ability to do that at clubs like Chelsea with Raheem right. and Arsenal with Zinchenko and Jesus. And you're showing it right there. Like, Jesus is top, top right. form right now. Legit, Like, yeah. two goals. Saved yeah, against them. Against Leicester, yeah. yeah. And he creates... And he scored in his debut in the Premier League as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... I 
can't wait to see what they have this season. And with years to come, such a young squad. Mm-hmm. I bet oh, yeah. their average age is 24. Really? Yeah, 24. Wow. Like, that is young. You got Martinelli, Smith Rowe. Saka. Saka. Obviously, Jesus is still relatively yeah, he's, young. he's pretty young. And, yeah, so they'd love to see how they think. You're going to reckon they're going to make top four? Or do they not have that depth compared to the other teams like Chelsea and Tottenham to make top four? Depth, depth is certainly, I think an issue and certainly an overrated part of Arsenal FC, but I can, I, I'm not, I, I'm going to go out and say, I won't actively predict them to make top four. I think it could be another fifth or sixth year. Te- I, I personally think because I just don't think they quite have the, the young players in their team just don't have the experience needed to match. I think Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool, and definitely city personally. Mm. I think they could definitely better United and they could better Spurs or Chelsea. I'm, I'm trying to get to the point that, I don't, it wouldn't surprise me if they made top four. If they made top four, I wouldn't be, be super happy, shocked yeah. like I would if... Um, Newcastle. Newcastle, say, for example, or yeah. Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> if Bournemouth stay up, you know, that's another level of shock and yeah. compared to if Arsenal make top four. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously Arsenal are, are really quality. Like yeah. you said, they had such a good window combined with the amount of young players they have. Oh, they, they'll crazy. aim for top four. Yeah, of course. But yeah. if they don't hit it, Arteta's not going to panic because no. they've got plenty of years to go. That's right. To come. And they, they're a shout for Champions League in in five years, you could say, or sure, less, yeah. or less, a couple years maybe. Yeah, they're going to challenge. I'd say just uh, an upward positive trajectory and player retention is really important. Mm. They've got to keep hold of them young guns, keep developing them. Martinelli does have he's potential to actually be a star. Saka is, is he's already, already Same with Smith Rowe, you could say. Smith Rowe is, is, is getting in their team. And now know? that Arsenal are getting better, they're going to start um, recruiting and luring in other big players. Right, yeah. Like they used like they used to with Terry Henry and stuff, but they've had like a a slow... They've had a decline, obviously, after the... Yeah. Um, for many years, they didn't even make Europa League one year. I know, yeah. For a couple of years. And now it's really good to see Arteta bringing them... Back to where they should be. I really. know because they should be up there. They should and be, I, I and like same Arsenal. with United. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm super excited for Arsenal season this this season and for many seasons to come. I think they're going to be a really good team to watch. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Um, and Saliba, he's oh, he had William a great Saliba start. Looks good, yeah. yeah. I, um, I know unlucky, he scored an own yeah, goal against Leicester. That was against unlucky. Crystal Palace. He was man of the match, and people said that he wouldn't be able to do it in the Prem. And here's another player, for example, that has already killed it. Yeah. Well, we might be overacting two games in, but he's looking good. He's looking good. He is looking good. And he's been at Arsenal for like for three yeah. years. Yeah, but they've and he's loaned him back out. Time. They he's loaned been, him back out to... He's been loaned and loaned. Yeah. And, and then he's he, been developing. He's been developing. I think he got Paul, young player of the year in the um, the... Um, the French league. In so, France, right. Yeah. There you so, go. Well, that doesn't surprise me. He's, yeah. He does look very good for such a young age. Mm. Yeah. Arsenal, very excited about them for sure. Yeah. Um, over on the other side of North London, Tottenham Hotspur, yes. um, they made some good signings in the window. They, they arguably had the best. Yeah, they were. One of the best. They, um, they, look, they look good. Transfer windows. Obviously, they've got Son. Son is, is no, needs no introduction. Harry Kane needs no introduction. Um, Kulisevsky looks really good. He it looks, looks really like a great. Good. And who else did they sign up top? Oh, Richarlison. Richarlison. He's, I was just thinking about yeah. him as well. So that's a big loss for Everton. Oh, because massive he was, loss. He, yeah. he kept them up. I know. Last you, could say, you could say that mm. he kept them up. And now at Spurs, he potentially could be the reason they make top four. Who knows? And Perisic is also Perisic a very... Is he's a an great un, signing. That's a great signing. World Cup finalist. Yeah. World Cup final goal scorer. Um, 
Perisic is a very experienced player. Conte loves those kind of players as yeah. well. Yeah. And, and Conte, let's talk about Conte. He's a great manager. He had a bit of a kerfuffle with Thomas Tuchel, you know. Yeah, and then he oh, starts getting into it. Look, um, yeah, Tuchel, Tuchel and um, and Conte had a bit of a scrap. But um, that game, I mean, that game with Kane's 96th minute equaliser, yeah. Hoiberg's nice goal. Goal of the season. Um, not goal of the season, sorry. Um, game of the season, potential. potential. Already. The heat involved, the Kula, intensity. Barley's goal, that was that was amazing lovely. strike. What a way to introduce yourself. I know, second Premier League game, and he knocks one in. It's nice. Um, no, Chelsea Chelsea Spurs was a sick game. That was a great game. Um, just a typical um, derby, uh, you know, it's just yeah, it's, beautiful. It was beautiful. It was, a beautiful, it was beautiful. I'm really mad that I didn't end up watching it live. Yeah. I had to watch the high, the extended highlights with, but the inten- again, like I said, the, the derby intensity. Yeah, and, the, and that's what we want. Exactly. And exactly. It's... It's exciting because there's so many teams that could take that step up to the tops, the top six. Yeah, you could say that could could challenge them and beat them to that top six positions, and even knock teams down. Yeah. in games that need they need to win to make top four. Top four is going to be super exciting to watch. And sure. Yeah. It's going to be intriguing. And even at the bottom of the table, it's going to be exciting to watch as well. Because I know, yeah. It's going to be difficult to see who stays up, who goes down. Yeah. And the Premier is just so close at the moment. So you never know who's going to win, who's going to make top four, who's going to get relegated, who's going to win one week, who's going to lose the next. So it's just yeah. great. And on Spurs, they've they've got to shout for top four. Yeah. They've got it. Absolutely. They have yeah. to. Yeah. And with, especially with the experience of their players and Conte as well leading them through, I feel like they will potentially make top four. They probably will. If without, if they don't make top four, it's a disappointing season for them. Absolutely. They, they, they'll be aiming for top four because they have such yeah. a, a class squad. And, and um, you know, with, with a team like United, again, if they continue on their momentum, they might not get there. So that could potentially be a team that they could have the upper hand on because Spurs have had a really good start to the season. Yeah. And they could definitely pip pip yeah. a team like United they could pip a team like Arsenal let's be honest yeah. could potentially even pip a, a team like Chelsea because um, Chelsea have had an alright start they got the win against Everton again yeah. like we said had that great game against Tottenham um, I agree with you the top four is going to be really close and at the other end of the table it's going to be really close as well I'm obviously going to be keeping a very firm yes. eye on it because my boys are down there Bournemouth, Bournemouth. do you want to talk on them? sure we yeah. had a great start 2-0 win against Villa I was watching that game I was expecting us to lose I was expecting I think everybody was expecting you to lose because Villa they are a good team yeah, they're, they've they're made some great for... signings like Diego Carlos and Cameron in the midfield they they have Huge. a good team, some big right. signings, had a good preseason in Australia, and I was expecting more from them on the opening day. Yeah, they just didn't, they looked flat, to be honest, yeah. and and I don't want to take anything away from my boys, but that was disappointing from Villa. I was disappointed with how they played. Well, you boys came out of the block ready to pr- prove the league, and I'm sure you, you shocked a lot of the league, and you proved that you're here to stay. Absolutely. That's the intention. I mean, Jefferson Lerma scored a couple minutes in, Yeah. right? So we, we, we rattled them early, because um, I saw on... I don't know if it was a Bournemouth TikTok or it was on an Insta. It was a uh, sorry, a social media platform of some kind by AFC Bournemouth, and there was it was Scott Parker, our manager, who I love by the way. I love yeah. Scott Parker. Um, he's just what we need. Obviously, brought us up, but he he's um, you know, route, r- like getting the boys ready and yeah. talking to them, just so 
so much heart and so much spirit saying, you know, you play for the badge, you go out there and you, you just give 100%. Like, it's just, it's a typical stuff, right, that a, a coach would say to their players. But yeah. the, the way he said it was really motivating. Like he's a fan. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like he, he's actively rooting for them, not because he's like their manager or, or yeah. managing at their club the for club. a job, but he yeah. actually loves the team and, and wants them to do well, that, wants them in here yeah. to do well. That's a problem with many coaches of the big teams that are struggling like United sure. and stuff you could say that they don't have like the real fan gesture that they need yeah. to be able to like help their team win yeah because you, and, and, and even they, if you, they especially, do yeah, sorry. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't see it out of them yeah. and it's it, the most impactful part of having that heart and desire is its impact on the place because obviously yeah. they go out yeah. and perform on the pitch and if you don't show that to them that you're just as committed with this as them yeah. they're not going to want to they're not going to be as enthusiastic as the opposite of what yeah. we were just and especially about. you need that when you're going to struggle to stay up oh you yeah need, that's all you need you got to grit and yeah. grind for every little even goals let alone points yeah. that you can you can get you know and I mean, when, last time when we were relegated, we were relegated on the final day when Villa went and got that draw against West Ham. Yeah. I mean, it was just heartbreaking, especially yeah. when we put in our best performance of the season, beating Everton 3-1 away. I remember it, you know, I had school the next day and I was up until at half past three in the morning, Australian Eastern Standard Time, and I got no sleep, but I was so proud of my team Yeah. Um, for how, how much we did. It was the end of 2020 season. And I was so, so just disappointed i was playing the whole season back through my head yeah. the fact that we got relegated like oh if we had just not lost this game at anfield yeah. where we were winning and then we lost it yeah. or you know just playing all these games back through my head right um and just i remember the disappointment as soon as the final whistle went um and as soon as the west ham villa game had finished because i was watching it on big screen and on my <laughs> phone right so because i was just i was so nervous that game and unfortunately we did did go down and i just remember the disappointment so, and i think i actually took the time we had in the prem for granted yeah okay 2018 19 was really uh like a great like it was a good start to the season we were top seven top eight for about 16 games something like that i remember yeah, that's and good. yeah we were i was watching games where we were beating watford 4-0 fulham 3-0 chelsea 4-0 you know we were smashing teams right and we were really killing it i do remember that yeah yeah we had a great start to the season and i was really enjoying it but i think i'd enjoy that 10 times as much now having you know when i started following bournemouth yeah. We were in the championship as our last year when I actually started following them. And it was when we were still in there, not after we got promoted, when we were still in the championship. But I wasn't as understanding them as I am now. And I've gone through two years of championship, you know, losing to Brentford last year in the playoffs and then, or sorry, two years ago. And then last year, getting that automatic spot with that win over Forest. And I, as a yeah. Bournemouth fan, I've, I've just, I've loved those moments in the championship. And now that I can, I can, as an Australian, I can watch Premier League on Optus Sport, right? Yeah. So I can watch them play week in, week out. And I've missed that so much. Yeah. I took our time in the Prem before for granted. Like .com.au for granted. Yeah. I'm really thankful we're back in. Mm. And I'm just, I'm just so happy. Awesome, yeah. You know, even if we do go down, I'm rooting for the boys to stay up. Yeah. But even if we do go down, because we will be fighting relegation big yeah. time this year. Um. I think I still want to cherish every moment from this season. Yeah. Not with the mindset, oh yeah, we'll stay up, but also not with the mindset, oh I gotta gotta enjoy it, otherwise, you know, yeah. when, when we go down. Like none of that. i I just wanna enjoy it. I wanna back the boys. I wanna root for the boys. You know, loud and proud for the cherries, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so yeah. yeah. I you probably wouldn't know much as about that as a city <laughs> fan. You guys are Come just on. you guys are just in every year, mate. No, but yeah. It's that 
it's cool though to experience that like obviously it wouldn't when you go down but to go up and those emotions oh, especially as an australian crazy. fan like we don't have the best league here to be so to be able to experience mm. that on optus sports shout out to you guys sponsor us please <laughs> um <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah but to be able to experience that it's yeah like the roller coaster ride it'd just be so fun and big time i just looked at your next two games in the premier league oh, arsenal yeah. and arsenal, liverpool, liverpool. <laughs> They're going to be hard games. Keep in mind, we had City last weekend. And City, Arsenal, Liverpool. You're not going to be expecting much. But if you do get something, that is huge. I'm watching and all the games. That I'm watching is, all the games. If, if you get something from Liverpool or oh, Arsenal. Bro. One of them, yeah. They're both yeah, high-flying. Yeah. You know? they're, well, Liverpool aren't. Right now, but <laughs> yeah. they're good. They're better than Bournemouth. That right? could keep you off. A big so time. these games are just as yeah. important as the little games because you can shock a big team. And that's, that's probably... More important than winning against a team that you could beat because that gives you that extra point against others that won't do that. That's exactly right. In saying that, I remember I used to be on a Bournemouth group chat with a bunch of fans, like hundreds from around the world, right? And I left it because it just got annoying. But more importantly, um, there was a question posed by one of the lads on there. Um, and it was it was when we were talking about it was just after we got relegated a couple days later, and everyone was sort of like reflecting on the season. And someone posed a question, excuse me, um, when like when when we're in the, if we're in the prem, would you rather cause upsets in each of your fixtures against the top six, which is obviously big for headlines, big for mm. stories, big for the club, right? Beating yeah. top six is much more important. Gives than, you more momentum. As yeah, well. but yeah, but it's it's much more belief. Yeah, it's it's much more doing the impossible than beating yeah. bottom of the league, right? Um, and winning against relegation candidates, yeah. or would you rather? win all your games against the relegation candidates or just teams outside the top yeah. six and be consistent there, yeah. but bottle or not win against the top six. And I said, win all the ones again, not just because there's more teams that are outside yeah. the top six than in the top six, but yeah. because, because I think it's just more efficient for a team like Bournemouth that, yeah. that want to survive, that focus solely on survival. It would be a great way to push us further up because if we cause, say, a bunch of upsets here and there against Premier, like Premier League, like top tier quality teams like Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, Man City, um, if if we're if we're not beating those teams further at the bottom, yeah. they're they're going to get the get, points, yeah, they're get the points, and they're going to overtake yeah, us, yeah, yeah, and they're going to leave us in the in yeah. the dust, and yeah. we're going to have those great memories, yeah. you know, beating these teams. I remember the year we went down, we beat United with a Josh King bicycle kick, right? Yeah. That was brilliant. I loved yeah, exactly. watching that. I was yeah. watching that. I, I loved it. But we went down. Yeah. Would I have? If if we lost that game and it meant we got another six points in two other games against maybe worse teams in the league, that. yeah, and we would have stayed up and if that was the case. And then you you have all more, more opportunities to get those moments again and exactly. again. Exactly, because we get another year in the top yeah. flight. You know, it's it's yeah. ugh, there's so many things to think about because yeah. in a relegation season, especially if you go down on the final day, you think of every time that you were close to winning, or even when you were smashed, saying, yeah. "Oh, we should have overcome this deficit," or "We should have, you know, yeah. um, bounced back better after this game." We should have yeah. continued momentum with this win, mm-hmm. or we should have not missed these chances in this game. Like we, I, I played the whole season back through my head yeah. when we went down and it was just, it was really disheartening. Um, and it takes, um, it takes you through this huge roller coaster, yeah. you know, trying to identify where it went wrong everywhere. And when are we going to be back? I, I wasn't sure we were going to be back, yeah. you know, um, back Sunderland. Yeah. Sunderland like just went like straight back down, straight back down. And now they're in the back to back. I think, 
they're in the championship now, but they did they did go back down to. League one, one, and they spent a couple of years there. You know, yeah. they didn't even just come back up to the championship and first try. They're not going to come to the Prem anytime soon. Probably so. not. I'd like to see them there. Oh, I'd love to see You know, yeah. um, I, I actually did enjoy the Sunderland Till I Die that, documentary. That was a good documentary. It was. That was, that was so good. Yeah. I haven't watched the All or Nothing for Arsenal yet. Have you seen any no, of them? No, I haven't, I haven't seen any. I know there was one for Spurs. There's a Spurs doctor. There's been a few. Wow. But um, no, I haven't seen any of them. <coughs> yeah, right. But yeah, I think they're good though, those ones. They bring you more closer to the club. Yeah. Especially I, if you're a fan. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, uh, there's a lot of good docos. Uh, yeah. On Netflix, so I have Netflix. Yes. Yeah, um, another one that should sponsor us. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, watch, I watch a lot of basketball documentaries um, on Dance Netflix. Last Dance is I've watched that three times. <laughs> yeah, I've watched good. the whole thing three times. Last Chance U, foot, American football and basketball, really yeah. good. Last Chance University. And Sunderland Until I Die. Um, I haven't watched the Neymar one. I've, I just I love the docos I love docos yeah. right about history about sport about yeah. bloody anything really you give me anything on a doco I'll watch it right but um, especially with sport it just it takes you into this new this new perspective this brand new spin on the whole thing like what goes on behind the scenes yeah. I love seeing that right and I love watching the prem and the games and the atmosphere but I also love to see oh, this is questionable of me but I love seeing the toll it takes on players off the pitch I like to see their relations their interactions yeah. because say me I play weekend league community football right for social yeah. <laughs> the boys but I play I play it like just for fun social these guys are professionals yeah they get paid they get paid big, big bucks and they have the weight of the world on their shoulders and they're fo- yeah. are surrounded by other people that get paid a lot of money as mm. well and the pressure on their shoulders must be insane like you look at someone um Especially someone new that's like... Like Harlan, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there is a lot of pressure on that young man's Coming shoulders. to the Premier League champs after scoring bags of goals overseas. Yeah. He's expected to do the same, if not better, over here. That's yeah. a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And you can tell why lots of people don't make pro because of their mental health, their anxiety yeah. of not performing. Yeah, and and I saw a quote, and I think this would go the same for football, but it's in basketball. It's by Dennis Rodman. He said in the last dance that, you know, I'll play the game for free. Like, playing the game strictly, I love it. It's something I love doing. It's not something I feel needed to get paid for. It's the BS off the court. Yeah. It's not. It's it's the press. It's what they label you as. It's it's them calling you everything under the sun when you you look the wrong way. You know, stuff like that. That's what they get paid for. Exactly. It's and that's what Rodman felt like the money was just for. Yeah. See, these footballers, they get paid a stupid amount. They get paid yeah, a ridiculous yeah. amount of money. But I feel like they would, they, they they really feel like that's just and they really take that paycheck because the pressure, like you said, the mental yeah. status that some of them find themselves in, it must really actually be really big on taking a toll, yeah. right? If we look at it with that context, it must be, it must actually be really really tough on them i mean especially when you, you're coming fresh from a club for some people buy some clubs buy one person to come and play football for them yeah and to keep them up it? like i know uh, and, and for, or, or to make like, them a t- contender or like something jesse like lingard that. he's got a lot of pressure on him i know like how crazy is that for nottingham forest and they're paying they yes they got him on a free but they're paying him a lot yeah and he needs to step up now yeah right like they know he can, yep. but does he have the mental state to be able to do it? And can he keep Forrest up? I know they brought in a lot of other signings, but, but Lingard's he, a marquee signing. He, in their, he is in their context. He is a 
the marquee signing. Yeah. Like, he's played for England World Cups and Champions Leagues. United. He's experience, yeah, un, experience under the sun. So, yeah, right. he's got to step up. And Big if time. he doesn't, he's on a one-year contract. And I don't think people are going to want to pay him for what he wants to get paid for. So this is a season for him to really step up so that he can get a paycheck, really. Is yeah. that what he's going and for? he's in a team like Forrest where he has an opportunity to shine. Yeah. We saw it at West Ham. Yeah. He shined at West Ham. He was unbelievable. he was playing week in, week out. And they had faith in him. They backed him. They gave him the ball and let yeah. him do his thing, right? And yeah. and he was he was labelled as, as borderline mm. useless at United. Yeah. But realistically, whenever he was on the pitch, he'd get... He get yeah. two touches a game, yeah. right? Because he had too many quality players around but him. But at West Ham at Forest, he's he's one of the guys. He's one of the guys that actually poses yeah. a threat at goal. So you'll give him the ball yeah. there. My worry is that Forest aren't going to have the ball much. They're going to be doing a right. lot of defending against right. all the other teams. That the attackers are going to struggle because, especially the ten, the nine can get runaways. Yeah. The 10 is going to be man-marked all the time. And if he doesn't have enough time to get used to being in the game with his new teammates, it's going to be extremely hard for him to shine. Right. So, yeah, I, I can see that as well. You know, For- Forrest, I, I love Forrest. I'm so happy they're back in the Prem. Oh, like, mate. after all these years, they were so Champions good. League winners, so um, top flight winners. They're back in the Prem, and it's just glorious. It's um, so good. And their, their stadium is packed Fully packed I know, out. I love and the atmosphere. It's, it's amazing atmosphere, isn't it? It's amazing. So good. And I hope they stay up. I don't know if they have the quality to be able to, the depth to be able to, but I'm sure everyone is backing them to stay oh, up. Oh, yeah. Like Not- Nottingham Forest are, are a, 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 an easy team to like, an yeah. easy team to, to get along with. Um, Producer, mate, how, how long have we been going for now? 50 minutes, brother. 50 minutes? Days, yeah. You reckon we should call it there, first show? Yeah, that was good. Cool. Thank you for having me on. That's fine, Jacob. Really appreciate you doing this, man. Um, again, just follow us on all our socials. If you want yes. to get in touch with either Jacob or myself, please visit um, theaussieview.com slash ask. Uh, you can find that throughout Instagram. You can find that in uh, YouTube description, things like that. Anywhere. And subscribe, share, yes, please like, subscribe. do all the good stuff. Thank you again, Jacob. Oh, thank you. There's going to be a lot more of these. So make sure you subscribe. Stay tuned. Yeah, the boys. And go subscribe to Aussie View as well. It's it's going places. I can tell you that now. It's, yeah, it's on, it's on the Aussie View, Jacob. Yeah, this is on the Aussie View. Oh yeah, well subscribe. Same channel, brother. Oh, same channel. I didn't know that. that. My bad. No, you knew that. It's all good. All right. <laughs> it's all good. So yeah, thanks, uh, Jacob, and um, yeah, right. see you later, guys.